This is WPCast, the tactical podcast where we help you accelerate your business with WordPress. I'm Doug from PodWP, where we specialize in designing and hosting podcast websites. And I'm David from FatCat Apps, where we build WordPress plugins such as easy pricing tables and easy opt-ins that drive conversions. So this is WPCast episode 39 with Pietro Sacomani. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah, perfect. And Pietro, you own this business called mobileout.com. And basically what it does is it lets you build really easily a great looking native mobile apps for Android and iOS that are based on, on the WordPress site, right? Do you, do you want to tell us a bit more about yourself and your business? Yeah, of course. I think you, you had a perfect uh, description there. So what MobileOut does, it's essentially it lets a WordPress publisher publish mobile apps with their content very simply and pretty much in just five minutes. The difference with sort of some other alternatives around there is that the apps are completely native, obviously excluding the article part. And the focus is really on making everything very, very simple. So we take care as a service of all the elements of complexity there are behind publishing an app. So we don't ask our customers to go out and say, send us certificates from mm-hmm. the Apple iTunes store or publish their own app. They can if they want to, but we tend to do that for them. So the service element and the support element is a, is a big part of this. Okay, that sounds great. So it's really a full service solution. So how does it work? A big part of your product is a WordPress plugin, right? So would I go ahead and as a first step install the WordPress plugin on my site? Yeah, definitely. So the WordPress plugin is, is sort of at the core of this and it's sort of the starting point. So that's where we send basically every user who's potentially interested in, uh, in using the product. Through the plugin, you can get a free preview of the final app. Uh, you can test it online. You can also design your app, so choose a, a few elements of a customization for the looks of the app. You can, of course, decide what of your content you want available in the app. You can mm-hmm. configure a menu, so you can decide to have, say, categories, pages, links in your app's menu. And you can see a preview of it. You can also test it on a device, so you can download our own apps, which basically act as a demo app, mm-hmm. uh, and let you basically test the app on your own device. So you get 100% of, say, the same result mm-hmm. that you would get once the app is published. So, so I installed the WordPress plugin and I set everything up like you just described. And what's then the next step? Is the next step to, to go to your site and sign up for your uh, subscription? or? Yes, so basically the designing the app and testing it is obviously free through the plugin and mm-hmm. the plugin is available on the WordPress directory. So you can just go on the, on the plugin directory and search for MobileOut and install the plugin. And once you're happy with the configuration and the preview you got, you can sign up for one of the recurring plans that we offer. Or we also have the option of purchasing a license, which is essentially a one-off purchase alternative to, to a recurring subscription. So if you, if you purchase the license, are you then going to go out and take care of the, like you said, like the Apple certificates and signing up for the Apple developer subscription, which I think is around $100 a year and stuff like that, then you're probably going to do that yourself? Yes, or? well, it, it really depends. The two things are, are sort of independent. So we mm-hmm. have some customers that prefer to pay one-off compare instead of the option of uh, having a subscription. Mm-hmm. And we have some customers that prefer to have their own, uh, say, Apple or Google Play accounts used instead of, uh, instead of ours. In any case, we can take care of the submission for them, which, which we do. Cool. Let's talk a bit about your target market and what are the benefits of that. So, 
So why would I sign up for, what's the advantage of having a mobile app for my website? I think I personally might not be part of the target market for this, but I'm curious, like what kind of, what kind of customers do you get and what, what kind of value do they get out of having a mobile app instead of just a sure. mobile-friendly, responsive site? Sure. So the target market is um, WordPress publishers that have an existing audience. So it really does work best when you have an existing user base or you have access to one, let's say, that you can launch the app for. And the idea is that an app is mostly a retention tool. So it can work as a discovery tool. So you can let, you know, you can acquire more users through it through the App Store or Google Play Store. But that's really only true if you're sort of targeting sort of mass markets where there's a lot of search traffic on the stores. Yeah. It is otherwise a great tool for retention. So it allows you as a publisher to convert someone that is perhaps a casual mobile visitor into someone that actually accesses your content sort of time and time again as they have basically a shortcut to your content always available on the device. Right. And you can also push content to them through push notifications. So one of the key features of the product is that we offer automatic push notifications for new content, and you can really define right. filters for that based on, say, categories or custom post types in WordPress. So basically, you can push new content out to the users, which then leads to uh, more traffic, uh, of course, on that content. And um, it's feature, essentially yeah. A sub yeah, it's essentially a subscription mechanism and in a way, you can sort of see it as something like a like a newsletter. Yeah. So in the same way, you try and have it's not too different from having somebody sign up to your Mailchimp list or whatever you're using. Absolutely, exactly. Instead of using email, you're using an app, and you might argue that it, it might be a less sort of crowded space mm -hmm. where you can where you can tap into compared to an email inbox. Do you have any kind of data on open rates from the push notifications? Open rates are pretty high, and um, I mean, I think in general, as an industry, the the average is around eighty five percent. Oh wow! Uh, so yeah, that's because, very different from email. Yeah. Right. So, I guess it really depends on the industry and on the quality of your list. But I think if you get it, if you're getting fifty percent open rates, you're pre you're doing pretty well in email marketing. So that's actually a huge. Uh, that's a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and you have to think that. I mean, first of all, uh, users are really pressures about what they allowed push notifications for. So once they're active, they, they mean that they're really interested. And, and if they downloaded an app in the first place, it does mean that they're really interested in the content. So there's sort of a, a selection bias in a way, because obviously those are your most interested and loyal users in the first place. Yeah, that makes sense. So do you have any insights on how your customers push their visitors to download the app? Is it that when they're visiting the site on their phone in mobile responsive mode, um, there's a banner for the app or what are most of your customers doing to convert visitors into app users? Yeah, there's a number of things they do. And I think there's a, there's a lot of best practices around this and we have actually put them together into an email course, which is on our site, on our blog. Uh, the idea with that most of them use is basically they'll try and convert existing mobile traffic into app downloads, which makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Because as we said before, that, that's sort of an opportunity to convert sort of a casual visitor into someone that will effectively come back. And an opt-in in terms of an app download is perhaps more likely on mobile than it is uh, for an email sign-up. So they'll try to use things like smart banners. Uh, smart banners are effectively something that Apple introduced first, but there are similar solutions for Android. 
effectively you're showing a small banner that lets you quickly install the app, but you only show that banner, say, on top of your content only to users that are accessing from an Android or an iOS device. So you, you don't sort of use up any, uh, any screen real estate on the web otherwise. Right. Other things they do, of course, is they'll, they might have, say, banner, banners on the site, buttons on the sidebar of the site. They will send out a message to their mailing list. They will obviously post about it mm -hmm. uh, on the site. There's a number of things that they can do, of course. Yeah, that's really interesting. So I've never really thought about this, but it sounds like there's a lot of benefits for you know, established blogs and magazines to, to get a mobile app. It seems like there's a lot of upsides. How did you come up with the idea? Was this a pain point that you were experiencing yourself or... Yeah, well, the way we came up with the idea essentially is we started uh, our business as a, a couple of years ago as a consultancy doing mostly web development and, and mobile app development. And uh, we were approached with one um, from one customer who effectively became the first mobile app customer. And they run a large blog network around sort of the Apple products kind of theme. So they have blogs for basically most, uh, most of Apple's products. Um, right. They started with a big iPhone-related blog. And they wanted apps for that. And so we helped them do that. And uh, that's how we started, really, with the idea. We just figured, well, there's many other blogs that might have this need. The blogging space is something that I knew. As many years ago, I, start, I started blogging. And Mobilado actually started, the mobilado.com domain actually started out as a, as a blog uh, many years ago talking about the mobile space. So knowing the market essentially was uh, what led me to think that, that there was space for this. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said about this approach. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Paul Graham's Do Things That Don't Scale essay, where he basically sure. talks about, yeah, you know, you know, right where in the early stages of a business, it might make sense to, you know, run a consulting business or whatever it is, because you're going to have much better insights on what kind of pain points your prospects and customers are experiencing. It's very difficult to come up with good business ideas when you're sitting down with a whiteboard and doing a brainstorming session and you have actually no real real world exposure, I think. Absolutely. No, I, I totally agree with that. And I and I also agree with the basically starting as much as possible with manual processes and uh, as you said, you know, something close to, to consulting work or perhaps something like a productized consulting uh, offering. And then, you know, gradually moving into yeah. more technology-focused solutions uh, that obviously are more efficient and have more potential to scale. And that was the stage one of your business as well? So you had this customer who wanted a mobile app for uh, their blog and you built it yourself. And then from there, you kind of eventually ended up with the SaaS solution that you have right now. Yes, exactly. So we started building it for them. We worked with them for, for quite, a, quite a long time and uh, their app was really successful, hundreds of thousands of downloads. And we figured, well, you know, users want them. And if users want them, then publishers should really want them because it's, it's great for them. So I, I think the main, uh, the main doubt we had when we started was like, will people actually download those apps? And I was just looking at the numbers uh, uh, yesterday mm -hmm. and just looking at overall all of the sort of end users that activated push notifications on the apps and we're close to 2 million users across wow. all customers. So that's quite, quite, a, quite a good number. So it does prove that, you know, people download the apps and, and that's, you know, just the, the ultimate proof that, that it's worth investing in this. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So that's something that might be worth mentioning on your marketing website as well. 
you know, downloaded yeah, that was, two million times. So that's that's pretty impressive. That was the second thing that popped into my head. <laughs> so speaking of this, let's talk about the scale of your business real quick. So it sounds like you're not brand new. You know, you've been doing this for a while. You're fairly established. Yeah, sure. So uh, as I mentioned, the company started and I started uh, a couple of years ago mm -hmm. with a consultancy. Before that, I was sort of an employee and I, and I, and I worked uh, sort of in the, in the technology space for yep. a few years. And we started with, uh, with consulting. We figured we could build this product. We flirted with a ton of other business ideas. Mm -hmm. But this one was the one that effectively worked best on the market. And so we got to the point today where we can effectively focus on this full time. I have a re essentially remote, we're all sort of remote and in different parts of the world. And we have developers in different parts of the world. We have a support person full time. So that's pretty much the scale we're at, at the moment. Wow, yeah, that sounds great. So how do you personally, so you're the, you're the director and I think you said you had a co-founder, right? You have a co-founder too, but you're the only one who's working full time in the business. And then you've got a couple of uh, freelancers, right? Yes, so I started out with a business partner on this and we decided then to take different uh, directions. And at the moment, I'm basically focusing on, uh, on the product and, and the marketing and I'm working with, uh, with developers that, uh, that help me with, uh, of course, with de developing the platform and, and with other people that help me, of course, uh, uh, pushing out uh, the apps for our customers. So as I said, it's a, it's a service-intensive mm -hmm. kind of business so we have a lot of processes that, that I work on optimizing and, and improving all the time. And we have staff that, that help with, uh, with executing the processes, yes. Okay, cool. So do you want to talk a bit about pricing? We've already mentioned that this is a subscription-based business. How, yeah. So well, how much are you charging? And also, I wonder how did you come up with those price points? <laughs> sure. So pricing starts at $69 a month and goes up. To $199 a month, and I'm um, I'm a big believer in uh, sort of software as a service, yeah. and and this is the business model that I really wanna uh, wanna have in my product. Of course, I mean we all know the the advantages, but mainly it's just ability to you know continue growing the business over time, and you know sort of accumulating all all of those initial sales. So it also allows you to the price point. You might argue is it's not a low price. Point. Point. But in my experience, it's the price point that gets us the right customers, right. and it's the price point that allows us to grow the business. We couldn't grow the business in terms of marketing and in terms of uh, providing all of the, the the support and the and the sort of hands-on kind of help that we provide to our customers if it wasn't for a price point like this. So this is not the kind of uh, you know digital download. WordPress plugin that you can really sell for, for lower prices. It's a service and, and we price it as a service. Right. I'm completely sold on your business model. There's no question that that is much better than what I'm doing right now with my one-time purchases at FatCadabs. Do you have any thoughts at all on turning a WordPress plugin business from one-time downloads into subscription? Have you talked to any people who've done similar things or because it is something that stands out to me and I think something that you, that was very smart of you to do is to go straight to uh, subscriptions. Well, I think the market is composed of different kinds of users and these different kinds of users have different needs and some of them need the help and the support that, for example, we offer for our solution. Some others want to have the, the, the download and 
and take care of things themselves and they're sort of the, the do-it-yourself kind of guys. And those tend not to be our ideal customer. Now, other WordPress businesses tend to focus on that kind of user group and that's the kind of user group that I think works well with a you know, sort of lower, uh, lower value in terms of monetary amount, instant sort of download kind of model. Where you can play, I think, and try and, um, and effectively charge more and charge as a service is effectively by making things simpler for the end user. So if you, if you do things for them effectively, if mm-hmm. you make everything really, really simple for them and you offer great support on top of that, then people recognize that value and will, of course, be willing to pay for that. That makes sense, yeah. So, like you said, a big part of your value proposition really is that you're holding your customers' hands and you're making it super easy for them to get up and running with their mobile app. It sounds like they don't have to be tech-heavy. It sounds like you're just really, really going out of your way to help them. Absolutely. So we do, we do everything for them. They basically click a couple of buttons to, to sign up and, mm-hmm. and provide us the, the minimum information that we need to publish the apps, and then we take it over from them. And of course, we do have some of the more tech-savvy customers that will want to, say, publish the app by themselves or yeah. things like that. But that's the sort of a minority. And that's not to say that the product doesn't allow, say, someone that, that is technical to go in and, and, and add their own code or things like that, because that's possible. But we also tend to do that many times for, for our customers, and we tend to do that at no extra charge. So when there are small elements of customization that you need done to say what the app, uh, the app will output as your content, and you, of course, know how you know, complicated certain WordPress websites are, we try and, and, and offer that free of charge when it's not, say, requiring hours of development time. So this is sort of the extent to where we get in terms of helping our customers get, uh, get their apps published. Yeah, that makes sense. So let's talk about marketing for a second. What kind of marketing approaches are you using right now and what's working for you? Are you, are you big on the WordPress repository or is there any, anything else that you're looking into or that you're doing? We're doing a mix of uh, inbound and sort of outbound marketing mm-hmm. and uh, the inbound element is certain uh, the, the, the biggest. And what we are focusing on is content. So our blog and we have an email course that I'm trying to, to add a lot of value with and, and to offer that to our users and to potential uh, new users, of course. So trying to invest a lot of my time on content at the moment mm-hmm. and trying to grow that. The, the site itself ranks pretty well on, uh, on Google, so SEO is a, is a big element of that. And the WordPress directory, of course, also brings in um, uh, a certain amount of traffic. Yeah, I think one thing that is interesting for you and you know, your business model is, obviously, since you're charging around $100 a month or so, your lifetime value is pretty high. So you can go out of your way and, you know, you can do a lot of content marketing. You can do outbound sales. You can do paid acquisition. And I don't know if you're running any Facebook or Google ads right now, but I, I, can, I can see all of those things working for you. While if you're selling a $29 or $49 one-time download, like it's very difficult to make those things work because it's so expensive to produce good content or to run ads or to send, you know, cold emails. Absolutely. So that's, I think, goes back to what I was saying before, that the, the choice of this kind of pricing models is not just because of the service nature, but it's also because it's really the only way I know that we could potentially grow the business through the channels that you mentioned. So I think you need probably around $100 lifetime value to really start being able to afford something like AdWords or Facebook mm-hmm. ads. And especially for, for things like this, these complex products where there is definitely a need for uh, interactions 
with the customer before they purchase. It's not say that kind of you know instant purchase that people might do with e-commerce. So you mm-hmm. do need uh, quite a quite a healthy lifetime value to support the cost of um, paid advertising and and a relatively low conversion rate. Great. Yeah, that makes sense. So we're probably ready to wrap up here soon, but let's just talk a bit about what are your plans for the future? Are you continuing to focus on mobile out for the next year or so, or do you have other products on the horizon? How do you see yourself? Where do you see yourself going? I think the opportunity with Mobileout is bigger and, and I'm definitely going to be spending uh, most of my time on this going forward. The idea is that this could grow beyond WordPress and, and really offer a solution for people to create native apps uh, using existing content. And that existing content could really be potentially anything. So I think there's a gap in the market and one that where we can play, where Basically, there's, there's people that have built existing, uh, existing web solutions or existing content sites, or they have used uh, a number of platforms to mm-hmm. uh, offer something to users where they have already built a presence, uh, an audience, and they will want to have an opportunity to perhaps own their user base more than they do so today. And, and also they'll want to tap into the, the opportunity offered by uh, the mobile app stores, like, uh, of course, the uh, Apple App Store and Google Play. And so that's a space where we want to try and, and work in and have easy solutions and quick solutions to get a presence on the App Store. Yeah, I think I agree with you here. It sounds like the opportunity for mobile out is really big and it just makes sense to double down on that and spend all of your energy on this. I don't think there's any point in you you know, starting like new spin-off projects. I think I think that's the right way forward. So do you want to share your, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? What's your website and maybe your Twitter or email? Sure. So the website is mobiloud.com. That's M-O-B-I-L-O-U-D.com. We're on Twitter. It's Mobiloud app. The handle on Twitter and Facebook is the same. Um, yeah, we post quite a lot on Twitter. We have a blog at mobilehouse.com slash blog. And we try and, and post a lot of content around how to essentially promote apps once they're out there, how to design them as well, even you know outside what, what is our solution. And then we tend to write uh, as well about publishing and, and WordPress. So we have uh, advice for publishers around, say, doing things like speeding up the website using plugins or solutions like that. Cool. Sounds good. So uh, thanks for coming on the show. And we'll also be posting show notes at wpcast.fm slash mobile out. And if you have any questions or comments, you can just go there and leave them there. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. You can go to wpcast.fm to download our WordPress toolbox, which contains our 50 favorite tools. We'll see you next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.